The party had set down to rest inside of the reclaimed corridors of the previous orc inhabitants. By taking advantage of the frontal assault by Brock and defeating him in the process, you all have succeeded in clearing a foul threat within this ancient dwarven mountain fort. With the death of the ogre Great Ulf, any remaining orcs would be left leaderless and will now likely flee the surrounding areas. Though the room you prepare to rest in still smells foul, provides warmth and a basic comfort, this will be a well-deserved rest. You've faced many challenges since entering Kundrakar, and you know that you must now travel into the unknown depths of the ancient dwarven stronghold. So, yeah, you had killed Great Ulf and you had made a little room. You're preparing for a long rest. So, make sure your characters are all fresh. Fresh HP, fresh spells and all that good stuff. Oh, yeah. But a few things happen overnight. Yay. <gasps> so, I've got a little thing for each of you here. Rut row. So, Thorn, can you make an arcane check for me? What are you rolling tonight? I'm just thinking I'm going with my classic copper and teal ones. Why don't you put these in the dice bag? Because there's so many dice. That's what the dice bag is for. It's for all the dice. dice bags. It's a huge dice bag. Heavens. All right, arcane check. Yep. Uh, 19. All right. So as you prepare for a long rest, uh, you can feel the arcane attunement you have with the night collar whistle that allows you to summon bony danza. You've developed an understanding of this wondrous item and the ability it has. It's fine, transparent crystal, the masterwork carving to form the tiny curled dragon. It's no doubt an item of, of tremendous value, but you also sense the ancient magics that created it, and you feel a potential in it that you've yet to unlock. Now that's your little sense over the night. Hugo, can you make a wisdom check for me? Wisdom. Wisdom. Uh, that is a 16 with my modifier is 20. Ooh. Oh, Do I catch Thorn trying to steal from me in the middle of the night? <laughs> <laughs> uh, not with the wisdom. Hugo, uh... You fought and killed a fair bit to get to this point. The trials you faced have led to a growing strength of power in you. Though you've worked on using magic as a tool all your life, since your battle with Brock, you've felt a growing understanding of the balance between the knowledge and the faith required to use magic gifted by the gods. Um, with that, you've gained a point of inspiration. Ooh. And Cass. Like you roll a nature check. All right, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> 21. Nice. You fall into a deep dream. Oh, good. <laughs> into a, <laughs> into a deep pit. pit. <laughs> and that's all. <laughs> In this dream, a sense of calm washes over you. You open your eyes and you see the forest canopy passing below you. Wind blows past, keeping you afloat as you notice the mountain peak of Kundrakar. Your sense of perception lowers into the deep forest. You feel aware of the forest animals, the insects, and even the plants that make up the wonderful mass of life inside this forest. 
A sense of happiness and a security spreads over the surrounding area, free from a threat that has long plagued it. Your sense lowers deeper, the cool stone, the light presence of cave animals and fungus that live even without the warmth of the sun. With this expanded sense of nature, you're suddenly surprised to feel something looking back. A deep and powerful gaze that makes you feel as if you, your whole being is on display. And then you suddenly wake up, startled, slightly unsettled, but you also have retained a knowledge of all the local wildlife. And so in this, you haven't used it too much, but you have a wild shape. Mm-hmm. And I think this flushes out anything that, in your in your conception, could be potentially living in a forest or mountain biome. Yeah. You know how full sense of that creature, oh, if that helps for your uh, beast shapes. Yeah. And you are all well rested. And ahead of you now, you know you must prepare to venture deeper into the mountain to discover the treasured weapons of the dwarves. Uh, the entire orc area is cleared, and you came from below, so you know that there's a staircase that leads back into the lower levels of this mountain. So is your party all ready to leave this area and continue on your mission to find the specially forged weapons of the dwarves? Hell yeah. I think so. Where's a map so I can draw a dick on it? <laughs> you know the maps from before. Yeah, I know. In fact, if you remember, I think you actually gained some uh, further written maps off of the bodies of Brock and his followers. We did. So you're going to head back towards the stairs to the lower level. You know, you came through that orc shaman's room that you guys set on fire. So as you head back through there, the smell of smoke still lingers heavy in the air. Pieces of the orc shaman's room still lie smoldering. Uh, The stairs are right ahead, and they lead down into the darkness. So what kind of order are you guys going to be traveling in here? It's pretty, you know, the stairs start a little wide, but they get narrow, and you know there's no railing, and on on the right side as you're descending is a sheer cliff. There's no... You said we're descending into the darkness? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't have, remember I don't, who's got... I do not have dark vision. So I, I do. Okay. I'm, I'm going to not go first. Are you going to uh, have any light source with you? Yeah, I'll have my shield out with light on it. I still think Thorin should take point having dark vision and all. I agree. And also, if there's any traps, she's the most dexterous and can easily dodge out of the way. Now, Thorin, are you going to keep Boney with you? That I am. Okay. And then... So Hugo's in the middle with his shield, and then Cass covering the rear. I mean, if if Boney's out front, I'll just cast light on Boney. Yeah. All right. Light the way up, Boney dancer. So Boney's glowing with a, uh, a nice magical light. Like, you remember that game, Rattle Me Bones, from when we were kids? Anybody ever play that? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It's like a skeleton with a pirate, like, get-up, and you were trying to take all of his pirate stuff off, but if you jostled him too much, he, was st- he would go like... <laughs> and, like, all of his stuff would fly off. Um, <laughs> so you're trying not to make him do that? I don't know why, because if you're trying to take all of his stuff yeah, off, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> But anyways, the point is that he glowed in the dark. Oh, 
But if I have to pick one part of Bony Danza oh, that glows, no. it'll be the head. <laughs> oh, okay. The skull. Just the head. Yeah, when it starts to fade, you gotta shake it around a little bit to get the glow working again. You know, like a glow stick. Mm-hmm. All right. You guys are ready. You start to make your way down the narrow steps. It's quite a ways down to the lower area. With the light of Bony Danza, you can see... How far does the light cast? Hmm. Let me tell you. 40 feet? Uh, The object sheds bright light in a 20-foot radius and dim light for an additional 20 feet. Okay, it's not too far. So yeah, it's, it's a tight light on your party. Barely covers your group. You can't see down to the bottom. You hear sounds of trickling water and the smells of stone. And halfway down, keeping your balance not to fall from these stairs, uh, you're going to have to make an initiative roll. <gasps> what? Already? A sturge. Fighting stones? Yeah, a sturge swoops down and latches onto Cass. Sturge this, natural 20. I don't even know what a sturge is. Wasn't that those bad like a big mosquito. Oh, those things. Yeah, we fought those. Forgot about the sturges. Uh, yeah, so 22. 22. I got a 7. 25. I got freaked out because of the giant mosquito that attacked me. <laughs> so the sturges are going to get a surprise round on you because you forgot all about them. <clears throat> <laughs> That's your fault. Um, exactly, we forgot about Sturge. Yep. We don't talk about Sturgeons. Ooh, so... Uh, wait, wait, Sturgeons or a fish? <laughs> Glenn Sturgis is from the <laughs> Superstore. <laughs> Cassa, Sturge attempts to bite you for an 11 against your AC. It does not bite me. Okay. Another one attempts to bite Thorn for... Nope. A... No. Eighteen? Mother father. Eighteen hits? Yes, it does. All right. He's all excited. Feels nice rolling dice again. Okay, it's going to do four damage to you. And as it pierces you, it attaches to you. Yep. Cool. Cool, cool. And two more Sturges fly above you, but they didn't roll well enough to get a surprise round. So, the start of standard initiative is Thorn and Bony. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to swat the thing on my Wait. body. You got higher than 22? I got 25. She got 25. <laughs> oh, shit. Holy <laughs> fuck. Yeah, so I, yeah, I'm going to stab that thing without stabbing myself. Yeah. Can I rip it off? What do I know about them again? Like, I think I remember we heard... They're horrible monsters that look like a cross between a large bat and an oversized mosquito, mm-hmm. and its legs end in sharp pincers, and its long needle-like proboscis slashes the air as it seeks to feed on the blood of living creatures. Oh. But, Is that all? But we, but we know we can rip <laughs> them off. <laughs> uh, I think before you did successfully use a strength check to grab one off, but you can also smash them into paste. That yeah. worked well. <laughs> I'm they a, really also don't like being stabbed a whole bunch of times. Yeah. Stabbing, smashing, all I'm sorts a, of stuff they don't like. I'm going to stab it. A whole bunch of times? Yeah. Stab it, smash it, throw them in the stew. <laughs> what is Sturges? 
Is that the voice you use like while you're in the hospital working, Matt? That's his bedside manner. <laughs> What's called blue, precious? I can't do a speak. I was gonna do that. It's pronounced analgesing, not analgesing. He loves to put tubes in you. Eric, Candace, make your attack with your pointy yeah, okay. little, just pointy little <laughs> rapier. Tried. Eighteen? Does that it? Yeah, an eighteen hits. Mm-hmm. All right. So that should be nine. Yep. You you stab it real good, and yeah. it falls off of you to the ground. Three more. What? Still sticking around. So bony. What's he want to do? He's gonna slash up in the air at them. Slash it. Bop it. Kill the search. <laughs> uh, he fails miserably with a one. So Sure does. Yep. But I mean, he's a skeleton with a light up head. <laughs> so. Hugo, see you next. Yeah, I'll firebolt at one in the air. Okay. I feel like Cass is gonna handle his pretty easily. I'm gonna try. So yeah, I'll shoot at one. Is a thirteen hit? <laughs> a thirteen misses. Ooh! Yeah. Fireball streaks off into the night, shedding light. And uh, yeah, it didn't like the fire coming at it, but it managed to avoid it right at the end. All right. Well, next up, get him next time, guys. <laughs> Sturge that swoop Cass attempts to bite him again. Ah, I rolled a one. <laughs> but another comes down and also goes for Cass. And I got 13. Ah, uh, yeah. It hits? Yeah, my armor class is 13, so yeah. Oh, wonderful. Five damage, and it has attached itself to you. What? And the last one will go for Hugo. Got an 18 to hit? Uh, yeah, I think that'll do it. Okay. Ooh, max damage. Seven damage. And it's attached to you. So you get one in the air and two attached to the party. No, I didn't. The one fall to the ground? Oh, did you get attached by twice? There was four. Killed one. One's on Hugo, one's on Cass, and mm. one's still in the air. But now, Cass is up. So if I just want to try and, like, rip this thing off me... How would I do that? Strength attack. You could make an attack, or you could try a strength check. I mean, it's not much of a check. You can actually just use, like, a full action to, to pull it off of you if you wanted. So this thing, it's attached to me by its proboscis or whatever. Is that, like... Uh, what I want to know is if I were to use poison spray... And try and spray this thing with poison. Is it going to be effective, or is is this thing basically? Is poison spray a range attack? Because it it's is. like it would be considered in melee with you. So you'll, I think you'll have difficulty casting a range spell against something in melee. But I think it's possible. You might just get I forget. Within it's only got a range of ten feet, but yeah, I guess. Okay, yeah, I'm just gonna try. And uh, or, you know what? I've got some daggers. I'm gonna try and pull out a dagger and just stab this thing. Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. 
I do not have any stats for my daggers because I, like, looted them off someone or something. So I don't know. It would just be a. Would it just be my strength modifier? Uh, daggers are dexterity, dexterity because they're finesse. Okay. Yeah, it can be finesse if you want, and it's a one d four piercing. That's gonna be a five to hit. <laughs> <laughs> That's not gonna do it. Should have just ripped the thing off. <laughs> Uh, anyways now it says it says here uh, a creature including the target can use its action to detach the sturge so you used an attack action Yep. but if it just says its action could that be like a full move action as well I have to assume it would be I feel like that's fairly reasonable so you haven't moved you're still on the staircase if you want to if you want to do that could probably be successful. I will take that, and I will. That to you. I will do that. Thank you. So you pull him off, but he still flutters in the air close by. That's fine. Fluttering ass bitch. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> we're back up to Thorn and Bony. Let's stab another one. The one that's fluttering. Just okay, fluttering. so you're you're in a, a tight stairway. Oh, so you're in the front. So there's, <laughs> well, there's one on Hugo. He's close to you. I'm gonna stab and... one on Hugo then. <laughs> All right. If you roll a one, you're gonna stab Hugo. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't. I like that rule too. I, I like that rule too. I'm going to carefully, non-lethally stab, not Hugo. Mm. Wait, non-lethally, <laughs> not Hugo. <laughs> Let's see how this plays out. <laughs> I got 19. Uh, 19 hits. <laughs> Lay some damage on me. Uh, five. Five damage. You stab it right off of Hugo. Thank you. Okay. So there's one flying by Cass, and there's one up near your reach as well flying. Something bonies. Got the same initiative as you? Yes, but he's in the front front, right? Because he needs to light up the way. I suppose he is. He might uh, be able to reach one, though. Okay. He's uh, going to try and stab one with his sword. All right. Without moving. <laughs> Bony, I need Could to he, like, again. detach one of his arms, the arm that's holding the sword... <laughs> Rip it off and throw it, and have that arm keep slashing the sword while no, it's flying through the air. I think we already agreed that he couldn't continue like to animate being uh, attacked from himself. That would be awesome, like a ranged melee attack. Like thing <laughs> from the Adams family. Yeah. Sixteen. That hits, and then his damage is a one d eight plus oh four if you because you're using it one handed. Oh, it says plus I'll two on that. here, but yeah. Yeah, I didn't include the fighting style dueling, like, uh, in that stat. Well, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, then. Damage, which mm-hmm. is a wonderful amount of damage. And that will kill another Sturge. Just cutting dun, them skeeters dun, down. Dun. Another Sturge. Hugo, this annoyance. There's only one left. It's your turn. Firebolt. Total of 23 that time. Oh, that hits. It's going to be eight points of fire damage. Nice. You smoked that thing. Yep. 
I didn't even get to suck any blood. I had the urge to purge us of these sturges. <laughs> so the uh, your firebolt streaks out, hitting the remaining sturge that was attacking you, sending it burning and pummeling or <laughs> plummeting down below. You see the tiny little fire dropping into the darkness. And uh, I think everyone to roll a, a nature check. Nat 20. All right, I don't even need the other guys then. <laughs> oh, but I got a 10. <laughs> <laughs> You've started to figure out uh, that these Sturges have an aversion to fire and smoke. Um, you're wondering, you know, I think you've put it together. They, they don't come up uh, up the stairs where there's still smoke and there is burning torches and fire and seeing some of the reactions to the fireballs that Hugo has sent out. Uh, you've you've learnt a little more about them. I light three torches and hand them to the party. <laughs> and I explain as much. Alright, so you're on top of the stairs. You continue to make your way down. You've been in this area before. And um, it's quite close to the, the cave entrance you came into where you freed that bear. <laughs> yeah. The deep cave? But... Um, other than those areas, you know you're going to have to start exploring uh, new ground. So from the base of the stairs where you are, let me just go to my book. So yeah, you're at the base of this stairway. The ceiling easily is 40 feet or more overhead. Uh, there's a fast-moving stream, about five-feet ride, that runs across the floor of the chamber. And there are two potential passageways that you can take to explore deeper into these caves. One way is dry, with a faint smell of dust and mold. The other is damp, and you can hear the sounds of running water. What do you think, Are you going to have bony chews? <laughs> no. So the uh, not damp way just looks like more stairs? You can't look ahead. We don't know. <laughs> you have rough maps, so that can that yeah. could help you a okay, bit. I guess but for using rough maps, they're both kind of like, you know, this area down here is kind of raw tunnels. Mm -hmm. And yeah, even though you've lit some torches, it's still very dark. You know, anywhere that light doesn't actively shine is completely obscured. Can I do? A nature check, maybe like if the the one passage smells like mold and mildew and whatnot. Like, can I can I maybe just do a nature check to see if that's would I know something about like if that would be dangerous, like mold spores that would be poisonous to us or something? Yeah, you can make the check. Seventeen. So you have that in mind. You know that um, there are potentially dangerous. Uh, fungi and molds that exist in uh, this cave-like environment. But I'd say without visually identifying them, there would be no way to tell any further. Well, does anyone have a preference? Staying along the water or... Is there visible water? Like, are we... Oh yeah, you said there's a... There is, a yeah. There's, like there's like a wide. yeah, five-foot-wide pretty fast-moving stream. And that runs uh, north to south. But is so there, kind of, is there the, like, the, an easy path alongside it that's walkable? 
Yeah, it's passable, though narrow. Oh. It's it's a walkable path. Does anyone have preferences? Hugo? I imagine you don't like to get your boots wet. Well, I mean, I've packed my sleeping uh, slippers during my, <laughs> during my, like, gear satchel. These are my walking boots. Uh, they were made for walking, okay? So, <laughs> so that's just what I they'll mean, do. That is, that is what they'll do. Um, I don't know. Like, this is not Hugo's area of expertise. I guess, like, if we're going to raw dog one of these tunnels, then, like, the one that doesn't smell like like mold and mildew would probably that was, be Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too. Okay. So we'll, we'll go on the damp, the damp, moist. The damp. good to have a water. The damp path. Yep. The damp path. Okay. So... The stream with the small footpath exits to the south of the cavern. Um, Parts of the path are only three feet high. Uh, So uh, standard height characters will have to duck a little bit and Cass might have a bit of a hard time (laughs) squeezing through. Uh, Should we go back? (laughs) This is uncomfortable, you guys. You wanted to type. (laughs) <laughs> when this you're this big tight everything's tunnel. tight <laughs> so you continue to progress yeah Cass you're almost completely hunched over likely having to place your hands on the ground and and uh, crawl a little bit to get through I don't enjoy this um, you continue on the water starts to rise a little bit you're all now kind of waiting, getting your boots wet. But after a fairly short distance, it opens up again. Floundering through the cold, swift stream, you emerge in a huge cavern. The ceiling must be 30 feet overhead, and the far end of the cave is lost in darkness. A foul stench assaults your nostrils immediately. The remnants of butchered game animals hang from crude wooden stakes along the cavern walls, and you spot a pair of orc corpses treated in the same fashion. Nice. I feel like these are maybe the, um, like we ran into some, I think they were troglodytes on the way in. This is probably more of them. They're really good at camouflage, and they smell like shit. That is a good point. Should we do a perception check? Yeah. Let's see if we can find any of these little... Uh, But, like, Cass is horrified by this room, by the way. This, like, you remember the scene in Ace Ventura when Nature Calls, and he walks into that room, and the guy's got, like, the animals all over the wall? (laughs) And he's... Yeah. That's, like, that's Cass right now. It doesn't mesh with your vibe. It does not. It really does not. Cass is doing a straight-up Jim Carrey impression. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Just starting to, like, the, the thermometer of rage is starting to build inside. Um, I got a 17 for perception. Same. Hey, twinsies. I got 16. Oh, so close, but not cool. (laughs) I mean, if you add them up, it's 50. (laughs) Yeah, if I added them up, that would be 50. I think you should do that. uh, I should do that for all my creatures. 50 perceptions. (laughs) No. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Just add them all up. You know, like weird mashed together Cronenberg monsters. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you guys are in luck. 
because two troglodytes just made garbage stealth rolls, even though they have freaking advantage. <laughs> Rolled a three and a one. Ooh, real <laughs> they bad. They are not quiet. These are so newbies. they thought they were really smart, but you guys were on the lookout. And as you come through and stand up into the in, at your full height in this room, you realize just behind you on either side, two troglodytes are uh, hugged up onto the rocky walls. They're hugging? And, well, they're hugged up onto the walls. They're not hugging each other. Oh. They save that for later. <laughs> Just two but you've managed to spot them first. The so they don't get their surprise round against you. But <laughs> we roll for initiative. Again. Ooh. 21. 25 again. What the F? 16. Lord, what is your what? You have a plus six to initiative? <laughs> yes. Jeez. <laughs> Ugh. I'm gonna stop. My initiative rolls are garbage. So we're there's two in front and two behind. No, there's only two. Um, uh, one on your left, one on your right. They're like slightly behind you, but uh, you, you notice them quickly. And because I rolled shit, it's a thorn, thorn and bony. Yay! I must have a troglodyte. On my l- left. That's hugging the wall. 24? 24 hits. I have advantage on attack roll with no other creature within 5 feet. If an other enemy or if target is within 5 feet, I get a sneak attack. Do I get a sneak attack? Yeah, you're the only one up in its face. So okay. yeah, that triggers your, your ability. Because it's, yeah, when you one-on-one something... You can you can get your sneak attacks, which is pretty fancy. Yeah. So rad. And then I think I want to play a rogue next time. <laughs> multi class. It's so that is true. Yeah, multi classing I've never done. Two d six. So nine plus eight is seventeen. Seventeen damage. Yeah. Jeez. Okay. Um. Okay. <laughs> you hit this thing hard, mm-hmm. and just before that happens, I actually I need you to make a Constitution saving throw. Uh, oh, because he, he smells so bad. Is he gonna vomit on me. Fifteen. Yeah, you save. Cool. So nothing happens, and your strike cuts him down. Oh. Very powerful. One of them remains, and next up is still, is still Pony. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, guys. We'll just take care of this room for you. <laughs> uh, all right, so Pony's going to roll. Yeah, so as long as he's using one-handed, he gets the extra plus two to his damage. All right, so but does 14 hit? I feel like that might not hit. Uh, 14 hits. Ooh. Um, and then he was also one... 1d8 plus 4. Oh my god. <laughs> Just 12? Max, max damage. Oh man. 12 damage? Yeah. Severely to... wounds it, but it's still alive. Oh, he also. Yeah, he's max damage. I was going to say, I have to remember that he crits on a 19. Oh yeah. So. Okay. Dang, son. Next up is Cass. Alright. I cast Shillelagh on my quarterstaff and then try to smash the one that's hurt. Okay. First roll a constitution saving throw. Nat 20. 
Never mind then. <laughs> oh, it's only a eight to hit. But you didn't. Doesn't quite it. make it. Doesn't quite. Hugo. Distractions. It's misdirection. Firebolt. <laughs> okay, you firebolts. You also do need to make a constitution saving throw like the rest. Really? Are they that close? They're pretty close. They were trying to ambush you. Okay. Uh, okay, so I'll roll the... They're so stinky. Which is a... 16. Yeah, you pass. Yeah, that is, a... it is their stench ability. I rolled a 19 to hit. That hits. Deals some damage. We're also... Conscious. 10 points of fire damage. Oh, yeah. Oh, you nuke this thing. Yeah. <laughs> What a warm greeting into these damp halls. Two troglodytes popped out and assaulted you. And with the, uh, you know, scene around you of all this butchered game animals, including orcs hanging from the walls, uh, it's a fair bet you've wandered into troglodyte territory. <laughs> Cass spits on the ground. This place is disgusting. Yeah. Doesn't smell good either. We should not linger here. So, yeah, you see this room... The stream that you followed to get in here continues to run to the south. Troglodytes are more or less monsters, right? They're not, like, smart, right? Um, no, you're right. They're not smart. Like, I just want to know that, that would it be worth... This is, I guess, sort of metagaming, because Cass wouldn't bring this up, but, like, checking out the orc bodies to see if they have anything worth looting. I feel like that's something Thorn would have done. Just because I feel yeah, like troglodytes wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, if you check them, uh, it's it's easy to tell. You don't need to do a check there. They're pretty stripped down. Like, it, this is nice. meat hanging on a wall. <laughs> <laughs> That's so gross. Ugh. Check out all that meat, boys. All right, so we're going to, like, we can keep following down further south in this room. Is there only one exit? Because Cass uh, heading towards you guys, guys can take a look around the room. Uh, why doesn't everyone roll perception checks? And we'll see what you can tell about this cave you've entered. 16. Uh, 13. 17. Okay. So, you can tell a few things. You see the fast wa- running water leading to the south. Uh, it pools a little bit on the southern wall. Uh, But you can tell that um, there's another small kind of cave entrance where the water continues to flow down into further areas. Right beside that little pool of water, you see on the eastern edge of the pool a short passage um, that's been blocked up with loose rubble and mud, creating a rough stone wall ten feet across. And you also see uh, a mud and wattle door um, that's blocking the southwest passage. It's kind of like a crude plug of mud and wattle. Um, so we have rough maps of this part? Or no? Uh, I think you have some rough maps of some of this area, yeah. I'm t- okay, I'm just wondering because I'm like, I have a map. <laughs> <laughs> Am I supposed you, to? <laughs> yeah, you have a map because your your party has a map. Okay. So you, you have Darius's notes which lent you some oh, ability. Yeah, yeah. And then you got a pretty good map of the, the top floor 
um, especially because you've explored that quite well, so you can fill out the gaps. And you have a decent map of the general layout of these these caves. Um, can I ask a question then, second? Sure. When we came upon that room that had a lot of stuff in it, is that the one that's to the east? That we already a lot of stuff, like when you guys first entered, yeah, and there was the bear cave. Mm -hmm. That's the room, the kind of uh, slightly larger room in the center north. So, in the top left, there's the stairs, they come down, there's the river. If you had passed over the river to the to the east, yeah, into that that room, yeah, that's the room where the the cave was. For some reason, you know that the one that looks like it has a bunch of sarcophaguses in it was the one, okay. Mm -hmm. You don't know anything about that one. I know. There's nothing there. I don't know. (laughs) Okay. So we can either go east or we can go southwest, basically. Are there any notations on the map that Cass would know to look at? Because he's a map guy. Um, You could study it to try and find out a little more. Okay. I'd say, yeah, maybe... uh, survival or just like some kind of intelligence check well if I roll survival that gives me 14 so that'll give you like I'd say a moderate um, read of the map um, is there anything particular you're trying to like figure out from here which way to go would be that would be best and benefit us most okay so I guess from your options there's the river passage to the south and then there's two kind of like waddle mud blocked up areas. The area to the south, you can tell from the map, goes to a, like a more, I'll say like a more isolated area before coming back to what you can tell is the largest and main cavern, you know, kind of at this level. The area to the west is again, seems enclosed and that passage seems to be the only way in and out that's um, marked on the map. And the way to the east would be a more direct passage to the large main cavern. So yeah, west is like a one way. That's not going to let you progress. Progress. The south and the east will both lead to the main cavern and progress further. But you couldn't tell much more other than... Like the southern path, there's some indications that that gets lower. So like it's on a decline, getting right. deeper. Well, if the if the west one is kind of a one way, is that something we feel like is worth exploring just to see if there's anything useful in there, or should we just ignore it? What do you guys think? Is that the one that's blocked up? Yeah, I don't know if we have means of unblocking it. What's waddle? <laughs> M- mud wall? Yeah, it's like. Think of like an, an animal, like a beaver or something that's like oh, okay, yeah. like st- sticks and leaves and mud and random goop that you can't really tell what it came from. It's going to be like fighting up. something in there for sure. Yeah. it's You can tell it's been intentionally blocked up. Most likely by the troglodytes that, are, that you dangerous. know are around here. Seems like mm. it's probably dangerous then. Metagaming Candace sees a yellow light on that section, but that's the only thing that I'm excited about. <laughs> I was interested in, but I don't think it makes sense to go there. Okay, it- so then I guess east makes the most sense. Through the rubble? Yeah, do you don't think we could, like, make our way through? Yeah. Like, de-rubble de- it? 
How about you, Hugo? Does that look like a possibility? Do you want to keep following the river, or do you want to de-rubble? Fuck it, let's de-rubble. Let's see what's going on. Let's de-rubble. All right, we're going to de-rubble. Okay, you go up to it. It's, you know, it's it's loose rubble and mud, but it's decently stuck in here. Um, you'd probably have to make some attacks against it to try and break it up. Okay. With our swords? Yeah, you could do that. I'm to get my mace. Of mud. Yeah, do and it. I'll bash it. Yeah, do it. I'm gonna quarterstaff it with shillelagh. I'm gonna wait for him to smash wait, it. Wait, do I have any spells? Let me check my spells. That might work. No, he's gonna he's gonna smash it with his mace. Yeah, I don't think one mace smash is gonna take care of this whole <gasps> thing. Just do it first. Well, we'll see. Hang on, I rolled a nineteen. It's gonna be like a Jenga. He hits one brick. Yeah, and nineteen hits. Yeah. Well, it's eight bludgeoning damage. Yeah, you you know one of the rocks. <laughs> falls oh wait, no, sorry, it's only six. It's only six. Okay, a smaller Part one of, of the rocks. <laughs> okay, I want to cast a spell. Yeah. Cast a spell. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to cast, cast a spell. I'm going to cast. Cast is casting. Casting all his spells. I'm going to cast Thunder Wave. Dang. Yeah. Um, Does that have a chance? Do you have to roll to hit with that, or does it just happen? I, it just happens. I don't okay. think. Uh, does the rubble need to make a constitution saving throw? I'm going to say probably not. <laughs> no, it fails. It fails. It has no constitution. So it says it takes. It says, uh, never mind. Can I, can I not do this? It says, yeah, come on, do it. It says a creature though on a failed save, a creature takes two D eight thunder damage and is pushed 10 feet away from. Oh no, I'll I'll let this work. Sweet. All right. So two D eight thunder damage and pushed 10 feet. Okay. What could go wrong with a huge, instead of the push of of 10 feet, (laughs) because I think a push is like an assist to this kind of action. Okay. Um, but be- to make it work for mechanics, I'll, whatever damage you roll, we'll double it. Sweet. One. Pretty fucking close. Uh, six, so twelve. All right. A good chunk of it flies off. It's a loud, thunderous blast. Yeah, it's only it's audible it. to three hundred feet away. So. <laughs> <laughs> the noise echoes in are the room. We all, are we all deaf now? I tell everyone to plug their ears before I do it. Yeah, just including ma, any bad guy. Ma, 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 <laughs> but it still stands. It's not quite open enough. Does twenty-two hit to get through? A twenty-two to hit? Yeah, that that hits. Uh, can I also get my sneak attack? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't know why I said yes. It's not a thing you can get a sneak attack against. See me coming. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to make you feel good. <laughs> oh, man. 17 damage. <laughs> wow, you almost said the same as everyone else? Come on. That's incredible. I just did that to make everyone else feel bad about their damage rolls. <laughs> I was and as much as she did an incredible job smashing rocks with a rapier, <laughs> uh, it still stands. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Boney's gonna go in for it. Also, do we really feel like this is worth it? Maybe yes, let's just we've go already gone way. this far. Ugh. Sunk cost fallacy, Matt. <laughs> we've come this far. We're gonna keep going. 
Uh, does 20 hit? Is this for Boney? Yes. Yeah, 20 hits. I like the idea that Rubble has an AC. Because <laughs> well, uh, if you hit, on, if you just like struck your sword on like a really big boulder, it basically has enough like armor yeah. to not take damage. Yeah. So you're, you're trying to hit the weak spots of this thing. Gotcha. Ten damage. Ten more damage. It is almost completely done. You freed a lot of loose material. You're ready to give up. Just One more stone roll. still stands in your way. When you hear from behind you. A noise as the mud and wattle door on the west wall opens. Roll for initiative. No, I knew we should have. I, I knew that something was going to come out of that. You door. made a really big know, noise. You made a real I big know. noise. It wouldn't have got us. It wasn't that big. Only 300 feet away. <laughs> Nothing you were going to be noisy either way, but exactly. that was a clear. We were I let you each get one round of smashing in. Nine. Let me smash. Nine for Hugo. Twenty-one. Hmm. Gentleman's five. <laughs> Gentlemanly five. It's more trouble. A lot of dice rolling that I'm hearing over there. Uh, speaking of a gentleman's five, five troglodytes oh, come out of the hole, screeching and uh, whatever troglodyte noises they make. They're pissed off. You're you're messing around in their 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 turf. Okay. Um butts. My rolls can never touch the amazing rolls of Thorn. So Thorn and Bony, you're up first in initiative. Roll up my sleeves. Rub my hands together. Let's do this again. I'm getting a little too cocky. Oh, so they're all grouped up across the room. Um, which is 40 feet away from you. Can I just hit the rock again? Yeah, you could. Does 16 hit the rock? It does. Barely. But it hits it just on. <laughs> oh, I did one damage. Wait, plus four. Five damage. Oh, it's just enough. The final rock falls loose. There's now an <laughs> opening. Just run away. Da, 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 da. No. <laughs> it's your choice. Now I'll stand my ground. All right, and running uh, away doesn't seem very thorn-like. Nope. <laughs> and uh, Boney, can he ready in action? Yep. So when they're within distance, maybe. You're like melee, melee distance. Yeah. yeah. Then he's gonna attack. Them. So he prepares his sword, stands ready to defend you. Mm-hmm. Next up in the initiative, one of the troglodytes. Jeez, it's going to move. Well, it has a move speed of 30, so it moves up towards you. And it'll just move up and ready in action. And the two more will follow. Doing the same thing. So now, ten feet away from your group are three of the troglodytes standing angrily with their mouths and claws bared. Next up is Hugo. What are they rocking? Spears? Skin. They don't have any gear or clothing. Oh. They're just big salamander-ish lizards. Hanging brain, huh? Okay. 
I think I'll start off with a magic weapon. And it's going to be in the shape of a um, a big pair of spectral garden shears. <laughs> okay. Oh, and that's a nat 20. Oh, damn. So you're just attacking one of them close to you? Yeah, one of the close ones, yeah. And that, yeah, that's just like a summoned weapon, right? It's got range and stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Roll to hit. I mean, the, the natural 20 was to hit. Oh, wait, yeah, it's in that 20. Never mind. Yeah, that definitely hits. <laughs> it's a crit. What's the damage on a magical pair of garden shears? So, I mean, if we're doing our normal rule, it's going to be the base die, 8, plus a d8 roll of 2, so 10, mm-hmm. plus my ability modifier of 4, so 14. Nice. 14 damage? Yeah. It cuts down the troglodytes. And then, didn't even get a chance to use his readied action. And then for my action, I'm going to firebolt. For my action? That was a bonus action? Jeez. Yeah, oh that spells crazy. Um, 15 to hit. That hits. Woo. Five points of fire damage. Five damage. Very nice. Another troglodyte is going to... I mean, I guess he'll do the same thing. Move up 30 feet towards you guys. Next up is Cass. All right, so there's three right in front of me and one in the back. Pretty well, yep. I'm going to cast Entangle so that it it uh, affects the three in front of us. 20-foot square starting from a point within range. Yeah, so just... I guess if they're 10 feet away from us, just, uh... Almost right up, well, just behind them then? Are you going to fill the 10 feet of space between you and the troglodytes? Um, let me see. It doesn't say anything about entering the terrain only. Uh, yeah, sure. You know what? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. So it'll be the 10 feet and then also 10 feet behind them. All right. So they have to make a strength saving throw. And this, so this is hitting three of them, eh? Yeah. Uh, first one's a f- 14. Okay, 13's the spell save DC. Okay. One passes. One fails. Another one passes. Right, so, so what happens to the one who, what happens? Uh, the one who's Two pass, one fail. The one that failed is restrained. And the other ones can move normally, then? It's not, like, rough terrain or It anything. is. Sorry, it is rough terrain, yeah. Okay. So that was Cass, and the one in the back is going to make his move. He now sees that there's rough terrain, so he's going to take a double move in order to get right up into your guy's grill. So now there's one in melee range of almost everyone, because you're all grouped up around <laughs> around the rocks that you just smashed. You can't make an attack, though. So it will go back up to Thorn and Bony, then. I say, hey, guys, we already got it open. We don't need your help. <laughs> but Thorn, if it's your go, you now have a troglodyte right up in your face. And the Bony's stench attack? is going to make you roll a constitution saving throw. Did that trigger Bony's attack? Oh, he did ready in action. Yep. So do that first. Uh, a two plus his stuff would have been four, so no. Six. Okay. 
<laughs> so he swings, but he misses. The troglodyte's there. It is all the way back to your turn, so you and Boney both have a turn to take. Constitution first, though? Yeah, because you're starting your turn close to the stench of this troglodyte. 18. Passes, no problem. 17 to hit? 17 hits. 10. 10 damage. Stab this thing pretty darn good. He doesn't like that. Boney's turn. Even though Boney's a skeleton, still gonna make him roll a DC constitution. Oh, well, he fails his constitution. Because it's a With us. Yeah, okay, so. Well, actually, I need to check. Never mind. I mean, the stench is there, but, uh. He's immune. So. Oh, okay. Nothing <laughs> happens. Bo- Boney's turn. <laughs> uh, no. He again rose a six. Ah, so he doesn't hit. Boney, you're letting me down here. Wait, six plus... No, it was six altogether. Okay. Okay, that's your turn. Next up... Troglodytes. Troglodytes. Okay, so... Another one's going to move up. That's who he wants to go for. He's going for Boney, apparently. And use multi-attack. So I think I need to roll to hit with with all of the attacks for multi-attack, right? Because like the way it reads, it says the troglodyte makes three attacks. So I guess they're all separate. Even though it does just take one action. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Impressive. Okay. So first it tries to bite Boney for uh, 12. What's his armor class? 16? Yeah, no. Tries to claw. Ooh, nat 20. Nat 20. And we'll just roll for the other claw. Which is going to miss. So only one claw. But he crits. So that's 10 damage. I rolled max damage. Okay, so that was one. Another troglodyte moves up and is going to attack. Bony again for some reason. (laughs) They really don't like him. Another nat 20 with the bite. Oof. Let's just roll the others to hit. That's a miss. And another hit. So the crit is eight damage. And that's with the bite. And the claw is three damage. And now Hugo. Okay. Garden Shears. Now, which one are you attacking here? Two of them have been wounded and two are fine. One of them is still 10 feet away. He's the one who was entangled. I'll, I'll leave the entangled roll. I'll go for one of the one that's one of the ones that's hurt. Roll okay. a 14 with my spiritual weapon. That hits. Yeah. Nine points of force damage. Snip, snip. You snip them good and another troglodyte falls. I'm going to follow that up with a firebolt. Okay, against the other weakened one? Yeah. Okay. Oh, a uh, total of 25. Ooh, overkill. <laughs> and that's four four points of fire damage. That does it. The dread, dead troglodyte. Dang. Hugo making quick work of these. You guys want me to leave some for you? Or... <laughs> no, 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 you're good. 
Next up is the one who's entangled. Does he have it to do any checks to get out of that? He can make a. He's got to check himself. <laughs> he can use its. It can use its action to make a strength check. Oh, but I have to use like my action, eh? Yeah. How's a five do? It does not do shit. <laughs> he does nothing with his turn. <laughs> Next up is Cass. You see this one struggling. Try. He wants to eat you bad. Entangled ass bitch. I laugh and I cast Shillelagh on my. Oh, wait. Can I? If. Okay, Entangle is concentration. Can I. I can't cast another spell, can I? Didn't you already cast Shillelagh like just a little bit ago? I don't think Shillelagh is concentration. No, Entangle is. Okay, right, so because but you, I cast you can't cast two concentration spells at the same time. But you also oh, casted Shillelagh oh, when you first walked into this room. Yeah, I did to smash the rocks. So it's, it's probably still okay. Sweet. Up. All right, so I'm just gonna try and smash the one that's in front of me with the with my quarterstaff. Twenty four to hit. That hits. Five bludgeoning damage. Okay, we're back up to the top of initiative. Thorn and Bony. Oh, I forgot. Oh, I forgot a little bit of something here. No. So there was some folks. There's been a troglodyte still up in your face, and oh, I didn't yeah. make you roll constitution checks. So Hugo and Cass, I need some con checks from you. Oh, no. 16. I'm good. 16's good. Six. Six is not good. No You're poisoned. By <gasps> smell. Poison for one round. Say what you want about the orcs, but at least they know what bathing is. Back on the Fitzmonster estate, I was having upwards of nine hot baths every day. <laughs> All right, my dice are ready. Am I rolling in Constitution? What am I doing? I, I I remembered to make you do yours on your turn. I just forgot the other two because you and Boney both rolled and passed. Uh, but yeah, we were back up. How to... long does that last? Um, a round. Oh, okay. Yeah. A round what? <laughs> a, a troglodyte a round. round. A yeah, a troglodyte round. Um, it is back up to Thorny and uh, Thorn. Thorny. <laughs> Thorny. <laughs> Thorny and Bones. I, yeah, I combined Bony and Thorn. Thorny, the couple. Um, and yeah, Thorn, you, you will have to make now another stench Constitution check. Nat twenty. Yeah, you're fine. Okay, yeah. swing away. That's not the time to have a net 20. Sure it is. Burn it while you got it. <laughs> no, except the next I roll a four. Maybe Tim will give you an inspiration. Yeah. Use that up. It's unlikely. No. I only have a 10. Does 10 hit? A 10 does not hit. Uh. Hey, does inspiration expire? Because no. I have one written on my sheet and I have no idea when it's from. I think it's from <laughs> a long time ago. It doesn't. It does Sweet. Expire. I think you can only have one yeah. up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't expire. Gotta use that. And you can there. you can gift them to people. Um Bony? Yep. He's immune to the stench you figured out. Yeah. Twelve. So. Twelve hits. Five. Five damage? Mm-hmm. Alright. Still stands. Yeah. The one you just injured. It's his turn. He will attack. Cass. Okay, the bite is a 23. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, that'll okay, do. I'm just going to roll the attacks for the claw will be 
21. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And the other claw will be an 18. Yep, yep. They all hit? Yes, and also the poison, right? Does that do anything? Or it, it doesn't do damage, right? Just just the disadvantage stuff? Yeah, it just gives you disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks. And the, the stench is at the start of your turn, so it hasn't come up yet. But now I get to roll some juicy damage. Five for the bite. Six for a claw. And five for the other claw. Oh my god. Sixteen. Rough and tumble. But Hugo is up next. How many are left? There's one in melee combat with you who's pretty injured. And then there's one who's still struggling to move. Who's entangled still. And that's like ten feet away from you. Well, I don't want to waste these garden shears because they're only here for so long. So go for the garden shears on the one that's uh, closest. Okay. Ah, uh, my streak had to come to an end. That's going to miss. Total of nine. Yeah, doesn't make it. I will firebolt the, I guess, the far away one. Okay. Uh, for a total of 18. 18 damage. Do you even need to hit with no, fire? No, 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 sorry, to hit. That oh, was 18, 18 to, hit. to hit. Yeah, that's fine. 18 to hit for sure. Oh, it's only one point of fire damage. I just graze him. Okay. I'll get to okay. some healing soon. Just, I was just riding high off of the slaughter. Yeah, he's going to try and break out of this. So another strength check. Nat 20, so it's 22. But that takes his action, right? It does. So he'll just move up into combat, and then that's it. Back up to Thorn. Did they all roll Thorn and Bony. Yeah, we gotta roll Constitution. So I guess, Hugo, you gotta roll one. There was one close by still. DC 12. Oh, I only got a 7 that time. Okay, so you're poisoned for a round. Wait, did I? I don't... I didn't go. Oh, that's true. Sorry, Cass. You're up next, and... um, the, the trogs round went over, so you're you're. I think your stench is up. So the trog, the trog who got you sick is his turn already went. So Cass, uh, I guess you have to roll another one though to yeah. see if you stay poisoned. Oh, okay. Sixteen. Yeah, you're good. Would it be a bonus action to eat some good berries, or would it be an action? <laughs> I think that's an action. Damn, action to eat a berry. You have to, like, take the berries out and eat in the middle of combat. Like, it's only six seconds, right? Snack time! I'm just gonna try and smash this thing, then. I guess whichever one is... Is there just one left? No, there's two There's still. two left. One of them's One broken. that just broke out of your... Uh, entangle. Your entangle. And yeah. he's he's only he got lightly grazed. wounded. He got grazed, yeah. And the other one's been, you know, he's been beat up a good bit. I'll go after the beat up one. All right. Eight. Eight doesn't do it. All right, Thorn. Thorny. Uh, constitution first? Yep. Uh-oh, I rolled a one. Poison! Okay, so you have disadvantage. I gotta roll twice then? Um, yes, but if you one. have advantage from other things, then it uh, balances each other out. So I, I think you would still have your... You're right. If it's you and someone else in combat, you get advantage, right? I have advantage on attack rolls, yeah. Okay, so now you just roll normal. You okay. don't get your advantage. 24 to hit. Yeah, that hits. 
Now, is this the, the heavily wounded one you hit before? Yeah. Okay. I already have 11. Should I do my sneak attack for having other... No, he's dead. He's freaking dead. Yeah. All right, Boney, there's one left. All right, Boney is going to run in headstrong. Oh, not 20! So he crits, which gives... So he'll do the 1d8 plus 4 full, and then roll a 1d8. Mm -hmm. Four. He kills him. Yeah! That's it, Boney. That's it. You've slaughtered the the five troglodytes that came out after hearing the disturbance you made. They lie dead on the ground. One of them's bleeding into the stream that flows to the south. You can now see across the way that opening to the west that they came from. And from the little bit you can see inside, you see more caves. And you would guess from what you can see and from what you can smell, it's likely that that's their their warren. Now, you've killed a, a fair number. So you have the open space that you've now opened up to the east. It seems like no more are coming out for now. Um, I'm going to cast Cure Wounds on Cass. Oh, thanks, man. Oh, shit. There's only five hit points. Uh, I'm going to also drink a healing potion. Wow. Rolled two ones. That's a four. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. Better than nothing. How about you, Candace? How are you doing? I'm good. Boney's falling apart, but I'm just going to pat him on the back and say he's got it. You got this, Boney. When Boney gets destroyed, how long until we can summon him back? 24 hours? Yeah, so I looked at this again recently, and so it's... The way it's worded is that uh, it says, like, once every 24 hours, you can you can blow the whistle to reassert control. Um, but I've kind of smoothed that over so you don't have to do that constantly because it has a connection uh, with its owner. But um, it takes seven days for the whistle to recharge before you can blow it again. But that's seven days from when you first summoned him. So the last time he did die once, right? I think he was dismissed. That was a long time. And he hasn't died since you've come out. Mm-mm. Okay. So it's probably been like it's it's probably been seven days since because you summoned him a ways back and have just been keeping control of him. Yeah, my buddy. But it's like, yeah, it's a buffer. If you summon him and he lives for seven days, and as soon as he dies, you can take the time to summon another one. Mm-hmm. But say he died really quickly, another it would take seven him. days for it to recharge. Yes, and that's what I've given you. You don't have to reassert control, but it's the same one every time. Yeah. All right, let's get in this hole. Let's get in there. We ripped open that hole, and then we're going to get in it. Yeah. <laughs> you gaze into an extremely large cave faintly lit by natural phosphorescence. Its ceiling rises 50 feet high in places. Crystals glimmer softly in the eerie light. Weird, beautiful flows and structures of delicate stone grace the chamber. 
The western portion of the Great Cave is separated from the rest by a steep bluff. The ceiling here is half the height of the rest of the chamber. So that's where you're at. You're on the little bluff. A couple dozen large stone sepulchers line the cavern walls, each carved with intricate reliefs and designs and marked with dwarven ruins. When you say sepulchers... Sepulchers? Graves. Sepulcher. Sepulchers? Yeah, graves. Okay. F- fancy stone coffiny things. Okay. Like sep- sepulchre what? Sepulchre? That was a tough one. <laughs> yeah, there's 23 sepulchers that stand here. The lids are carved in the likeness of grim dwarves in armor. There's dwarvish runes on the front of each tomb, appearing to represent the names of the occupants or the intended occupants. Three of the stone coffins have additional runes carved into them. Does anyone know how to read Dwarven Ruins? If only we had a dwarf in the party. <laughs> Don't. Nope. I do not know how to do that. <laughs> what about Arcana? If they're ruins. I mean, if we want to spend ten minutes sitting here, I can do a detect magic ritual. Because maybe one of these sarcophagi has something that we need. Because it was intended for him or someone, but they're not there. Maybe we just disturb all the graves. See how it goes. Get out your grave, Robin Shovel. Yeah, just whip it out of my, off my back. Okay, got it. Yeah, this is my normal shovel. This is my grave robbing shovel. <laughs> the girl's got to come prepared. Yeah, go for it. I, I, I really don't want to just go randomly opening ruins. <laughs> Rune-covered <laughs> coffins. Well, I mean, yeah, some of them are, like, some are different than other, right? There was a few of them that are... Fancier. That have runes and stuff. Some of them are, are kind of more plain. I want to try opening the fancier ones. All right. So there's three that have runic names written into them. Which one do you want to pick? One, two, or three? Which door is it going to be? Two. Two. Okay, you pry open the heavy lid, intricately carved, and inside is a skeletal dwarf. And it was buried with a finely crafted warhammer inset with a garnet worth 110 gold. Oh shit! That's it. Hey guys, this one uh, has a dwarf skeleton. And, uh,. Battlehammer? Yeah, Warhammer. With a garnet inset Warhammer worth 110 gold. Wanna open another one? Are you taking the Warhammer? No, if we want it. Anyone here use Warhammers? It's got the garnet inset yeah, in it. Yeah, maybe we'll sell it later, but does anyone Can need you... a Warhammer? No. No. Can't you so... chisel that garnet out of it? Well, I'm... is the garnet itself worth 110 gold? It's or the, the whole Warhammer? thing. Yeah. Yeah, you, you would get the sense, like, though it could be used as a standard Warhammer, the fine detailing it's and some of the like runes quality. seem to indicate more that, like, this is something that was buried as a kind of sign of, uh, like, you know, respect to the graves. But, um. Yeah, let's rob them. But you could just go ahead and desecrate that. All right. I'll cast Detect Magic. 
All right, wait, that takes 10 minutes, you said? If I do it as a ritual, it takes 10 oh. minutes and doesn't cost me a spell slot. I'm just going to cast it, and uh, yeah, is that Warhammer magical? You cast it, you don't sense any magic from the Warhammer, and you don't sense any magic in general. Ah. Opening up sucks. number one. <laughs> and before, behind grave number one is... Uh, another dead dwarf. Uh, when you look him over, uh, he has a ring of gold in the shape of a dragon holding its tail in its mouth. Okay. You I'm take gonna... that? Yep. <laughs> you got a note down. That's worth 120 gold. Little Ouroboros dragon. Slip that on my finger. Um, anyone want to open up number three? Or you want me to keep going with this? I'm opening number three. Sure, okay. do it. Hi, number three. Uneasy. Another dead dwarf. Nothing nice to take. Okay. Yep. This one's just another dead dwarf. Just for Dude, your own knowledge, each seats. of these guys had names, <laughs> and I just find it humorous because the one without anything good was named Numic the Unlucky. <laughs> the other ones had cool names. <laughs> I guess he truly was unluckied. Lucky. Buried with nothing but his bones. All right. Good job. So yeah, the area around here seems calm and safe. Again, this is a little bit uh, raised from the rest of this large cavern. I um, would like to start filling that hole back in with the rubble just so that it's covered up and possibly we can make ourselves a little place to rest. Okay, that's probably doable there. Um, are you just going to like take time to do it or do you want to do it quickly? I would like to do it quickly. Okay, then make a strength check. Okay. Can we, should we just all do that if we're going to... Presumably we'll help. Yep. You can help out. Yeah, my strength was not very good. It was three. Can I make some kind of a check to see, like, why these burial sites are here? Like, this seems... Like, it's not really near anything, you know? Yeah, make a history check. We also have that map. Yeah, whose map were we following? Dorgadin? The one you took from Brock's body. Was there a, a name on it of a dwarf? I think the name that we've had so far is Kundrakar. Kundrakar. Yeah, Kundrakar is the name of the area, but you also know that these aren't just regular dwarves. Like, the weapons, and more specifically, the material that these weapons are made out of, is special to Dorgadin. It was Durgadin's clan and Durgadin's smith mark that was famous for these. Oh, um, right. Kundrakar is this place. Right? Yeah. Kundrakar is this place. Okay, yeah, I rolled a nat 20 on my history check. Okay. It's a total of 21. <clears throat> what I can tell you is that uh, Durgadin and his followers feared that their war against the orcs would ultimately claim them all. So they built their own tombs during the first phase of carving out the strongholds. Uh, ironically, only a handful of the dwarves are ever interred here. The less, the rest lie where they fell when the orcs stormed Kundrakar. So, like, looking around, you can see that, you know, a couple of them were finished and had dwarves in them. But many are, like, unfinished. And so you would know from history that, you know, funeral rites are important to dwarves. Um, so it was kind of half-assed when uh, they were dealing with all the orc attacks. I want to make a point of like putting the tops back on these sepulchers so that they're 
mostly undisturbed. Are okay. you mad that I took stuff? Uh, why don't you also roll a religion check then for me? Thirteen. It's decent. Um, with the actions you're taking and kind of your mindset, you get the impression that this is... It kind of has... It's not actually magical, but it has a kind of uh, holy or kind of a... Consecrated? Yeah, like a consecrated feel to it. Um, and even from that sense, um, and from, you know, kind of the ground and how it is, you would get the impression that the, the troglodytes don't really come here. Like the areas you went through, any of the areas where the troglodytes were, you see, you know, mess and muck and fetid, you know, corpses. And there's none of that here. It's, it's practically pristine. Interesting. Okay. Good to know. Mm Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, someone, people were making strength checks. I know, Thorn, your strength check didn't go so well, but uh, yeah. Cass was going to help out? It did not help. It was like a s- six. Yeah. So I'll say, you know, you're not able to accomplish this quickly, but if you <laughs> if you just take time, you can do a rough job of it. Can't you mold earth or something? Yeah, I have a spell. Let me see. Oh, it's a cantrip. Mold that earth, baby! Yeah, let me do that. Uh, Instantaneously excavate an area of loose earth and move it along the ground to deposit it five feet away. And this is a cantrip? Yeah. Yeah, you have no trouble, even if you have to cast it a couple times. (laughs) When you use Thunder Wave to get open? I forgot. It's been a while since we played. Oh, man. You still forgot. You take you one point of anything? charisma damage from Hugo's vicious mockery. <laughs> Your pride is wounded. Oh, yeah, what else is new? But you did a great job covering that hole. My body is also wounded, so. <laughs> All right. Well, if we close that up. We're going to take an, uh, a rest now. Is that the idea? Ideally, so, wait, we're up. Are we up on like a. Yeah. This bluff? Or whatever. Yeah, so if you take a look at your map, you can see, you know, if you follow the river, that's a great point. So the river ran south. If you see the little pooling of water, like in the middle of the river before it continues to flow down to the south, that's where you went through. And you can see that ledge with all, like, the coffins on it. And so that's raised up from the ground below by a good, like, 25 or 30 feet on a pretty sheer cliff. And then... There's a big stone pillar with a tight staircase that leads down there. From the ledge, you can look out over this area. And this room is what gives this area the name the Glitterhane. I see. So as you look out from your vantage point, it's very peaceful up here. It's very consecrated, I think is the word that was used before. Uh, It's a surprisingly, yeah, kind of peaceful and undisturbed area. But looking out over the Glitterhame, you see quite a sight. This great cavern glimmers with a faint phosphorus glow. The ceiling is almost 50 feet overhead. Bright flecks of gleaming stone formations are visible in the distance. There's patches of strange fungi that dot the floor, including cap stalks standing as tall as a human and glowing puffballs almost a yard wide. 
There's high ledges that rise 15 to 20 feet above the floor on the north, south, and west walls. And there's some narrow passageways that lead off to the north and south and a flight of carved stone stairs uh, that descend from the ledge you're on that lead to a... uh, So, sorry. There's a, (laughs) a flight of carved stone stairs descend from the western ledge to a path that meanders through the center of the chamber towards a small iron door on the eastern wall. Audible throughout the entire chamber is the sigh of a soft, cool breeze that rises towards the surface far above. But yeah, you find a pretty good spot up here and you guys are going to make like a little camp? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay. So you've secured the passage you came in. Mm-hmm. You've got the cliff, you've got the one stairway. Otherwise, this is pretty secure. We're just taking a... As, are we just taking a short rest? We'll do a short rest. What does everyone need? Well, I, I think we've only been like up and about for, I don't know, <laughs> a an few hour minutes. or so. I'm yeah. talking about like health-wise. <laughs> well, I can use some I can use some hit dice. Yeah, I'll actually. roll a hit dice. Nice. Yeah, you can use one or more hit dice. Yeah. Remember, you add your con modifier to each dice that you roll. I'm also going to use natural recovery to regain my spell slots. Oh my god, this d8 is garbage. It's only rolled once. Keep using it. (laughs) It'll work out eventually, don't worry. Did you eat some of your berries that you love so much? Oh yeah, I did have... uh, Yeah, sure, I'll eat a good berry too. Put me back up to full. Now you're nice and full too. Is Cass a vegetarian? Or do do you eat meat? As a fur bowl. That's a good question. You don't have to answer now, but I was just curious. I think, I think as long as it's in, in, um, like plentiful supply, then <laughs> yeah, yes. you're you're conservationist minded. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, fair. That's cool. All right, so you finish your short rest, no interruption. Everything goes well, and yeah, you've made gr- great progress. And from your maps, you can tell. This, this last final area and that iron door is likely your goal. A goal? Like the... Like, yeah, your... Like the main area? Where you should be, you know, that the, there's even a notation on the map that notes that iron door. Plus it stands out because most of these caves have been natural. The only thing kind of worked on by the dwarves was maybe a bit of that rough staircase that leads up and the area you're currently in where they were a bit rushed in making some graves. Nice. All right. Well, once the rest is done, do we want to check out this iron door and see if we can get it open? It's not like rough terrain or anything to get through this, this because it's a pathway, you said, right? That goes through all this? Yeah, it's not rough terrain. There's a lot of growth, but there is a pathway that works its way through all these f- fungus and all this cool stuff down here. Let's go down to the iron door. All right. Can, you... I, do like a, can I do like some nature checks along the way? I'm just interested in all oh, this. Oh, hell yeah. Stuff. I was out. hoping. <laughs> oh, only a nine. Can I do lots of nature checks? Does it matter how many I do? <laughs> <laughs> I'm surrounded. Just by asking... 
Um, I want to know. I, about I'm going to give it to you because this is going to be one of the benefits that I'll say also comes from your the the strange dream that you had. Ooh. But you had quite a connection with nature, and so yeah, you can tell that. Yeah, like the the fungal growths down here are harmless, and in fact, the stalks and the puff balls buff balls are edible, uh, if not especially tasty. Ooh. So yeah, you can tell there's no danger from any of the plant growth down here. So yeah, you're good. So you guys come down the stairs, you enter into the large cavernous area. It's quite beautiful in its own way. And you make way, your way down the path. You know, there's you know, some of these growths like, you know, as it said, they're as big as a person, and the puffballs are like yards wide. So it's like walking through a forest of fungus. And you can see the door ahead of you. It takes a while, like probably a, you know, a good 100 feet or more across the cavern. And as you're passing through, you suddenly hear a slight rattle. A slight metallic rattle. And as you turn, looking deep into this fungal forest... A large head comes around one of the stocky mushrooms. A giant subterranean lizard what is heck? coming out to get you. Yay! Wait, how and giant? we'll deal with that next time. Huh. Does it stink too? Does it smell bad? <laughs> uh, no, he doesn't stink. But Cass is aware. This is a huge beast. When I say a giant subterranean lizard, think like Komodo dragon. Because it is classified as a huge beast. Cool. Komodo dragon in terms of like appearance and movement similar appearance but more i'm just thinking like it's a big lizard and um how many horses big how that's our unit of measurement tom how many horses (laughs) big is it hmm that's a good question what does huge count as in 5e so there's medium large and then yeah huge huge says it's 15 by 15 feet oh my god so it's pretty huge I don't know, a couple horses? A couple fucking big horses. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, you know, it's four legs, big tail, big broad kind of mouth to it. <laughs> Look, cast meat in abundance. <laughs> That's why you were laughing. Were you like, it, it, looks, it looks quite no. similar to I, like a Komodo dragon. That's It's pretty spot on. I heard big rod. <laughs> they say big Sometimes rod. you hear what you want to hear. Big broad mouth. Broad. That's that what I meant to say. <laughs> A couple big feet. Big rod. Yeah. It's got a. It's a giant lizard with a magnum dong. <laughs> yeah. But you don't have much time to say anything, Cass. But you know what this thing is, and you know it's probably very hungry. Wait, oh, what is no. it? What is it, Cass? He said what is we'll it, find boy? out next time. We'll find out. <laughs> you get to boy? deal with that? Is Timmy in the next well? time. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, man. 
All right. Timmy's not in the well, but he might be in the lizard. <laughs> oh, God. Hey.